Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, today we're talking about the red tent, women on their periods, and should they be segregated, or should we go ahead and have wild, crazy sex on our periods? Um, We'll be with you in a minute. um, Oh my gosh, so excited to talk about periods. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. All right, Lori, you've done it to me again. Yep, I'm talking about an interesting and embarrassing question. And you know, Adam, your sort of dread about this subject is so incredibly common. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and and there are actually sort of four reactions that people have, women in particular, have about their periods that I really want to hit. And this is based on the research by Foz. In 2011, it's F-A-H-S, and she wrote about sex during menstruation. And, you know, race, sexual identity, and women's accounts of pleasure and disgust. It was in feminism and psychology. And I think, you know, I really wanted to know if my experience matched other women's experience. And what you just kind of, like, sighed about, Mm -hmm. I think, is really much more common. You know, the, the issues are that, you know, first of all, there's four things that women feel that are negative about having their period and having sex during their period. First, there's discomfort. We're going to go into these. Second is their partner's overt discomfort with them being on their period. Okay. Third is their own negative self-perception. And the fourth thing is their effort to try to manage their partner's reaction. Right. So I'm trying to manage you're, your You're trying to manage reaction. my reaction. But so tell me why my reaction is so uh, that I get super nervous when you start talking about periods and whatnot and well, things tell, like that. Well, tell us like, what, what that reaction is about. I, <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're psych me up. I don't know. Like it's, it's just an, it's an automatic, it's an automatic reaction. Uh-huh. Right. Like I don't even know where it comes from necessarily. I just know that it's something that is uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, like it's not something I want to sit around a dinner table having a conversation about. It feels fraught with landmines. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I could blow it up at any any point. Yeah, and especially get burned. Right. So, okay, th- that is that's great feedback, and hopefully we will discuss why that has happened culturally. I mean. We'd really like this segment to destigmatize sex on your period. Sure. Um, to help raise women's self-esteem about, you know, what they're going through, which is incredibly normal, incredibly natural, and kind of point out some of the benefits of sex when you're on your period. But why do people feel this, this discomfort? I mean, first of all, culturally, menstruation is hidden. I mean, there's products that say whisper. 
you know, there's all this sort of talk about. There's products that say whisper. Yeah, that are labeled whisper. You know, uh-huh. it's like, you, you know, there's this sense of you can be private about this. This will yeah. not be seen. There's a huge sense for a woman that she should not identify when she's on her period in any way, right? The things in the trash should be wrapped up very carefully so that it's mm-hmm. not seen. I remember, you know, it seems embarrassing to to be a kid. I remember like going to the store and having to buy supplies and it just seemed like the most embarrassing thing in the world if the only clerk was going to be a young male. Mm-hmm. So there's this embarrassment. I mean, there are many religions all three major religions, Buddhism, Islam, and Christianity, all have times that they sort of say women are untouchable or they're unclean and they should be set aside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we come as a people, just the human race, with this sense of something is going wrong, something's bad about this, something's I mean, how does potentially that, dirty. How does that make you feel as a woman, like, about that? Like, is that, does that bring up, what does that bring up for you? That kind of stigma. Well, I think that, you know, as a young girl, I suffered a lot with it. I felt very self-conscious when I was on my period. You know, I, I remember the first time I got my period and I rode my bike up to see my two buddies, two male buddies. And I just knew that they knew. It, it just and it, and it felt weird. I mean, this is something kind of happening in your genitals. Mm. And so it, it just felt really, really exposing. I, I When I had had children... Uh, my stepmom and dad came to help me with taking care of the babies. And my stepmom took me aside, and I think they were going to go to the grocery store for me. And they said, she said, but honey, don't don't have us buy any feminine products, okay? Because I think your dad would be embarrassed. Oh, so you it's know, like protection like, of the fragile okay, male like, ego. He well, couldn't do you that. You know, because his daughter who is bleeding after childbirth, that's so weird, right? That's so gross. That's uh-huh. so unspeakable. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think that it, it's hidden, it's set apart, you know, and our culture really socializes women to feel negatively about menstruation and about their periods. You know, there's all this advertising, you know, clean up the mess, keep the mess from your body. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be more hygienic. You know, you should use douching. Please never, 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 never douche. That's crazy. Don't do that. That will upset the balance of your body. And and this is, I mean, it is true that there is something that's happening that needs to be contained. And then on top of that, it seems like there's the unfair expectation or blame that anything that any emotion that you're exhibiting is is to blame on your period, any negative emotion that's going on. Right. I mean, is that a part of it as well? Right. That seems I, like it from the I outside. I mean, there, looking in. there is PMS, which basically gives women more food cravings, cramps, their breasts feel tender, there can be moodiness and fatigue. And then there's something that we've designated that is more distinct, which is the premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. And this is really something that happens about a week before your period starts and because your hormone levels begin to fall with ovulation. And it's more serious. There's depression, irritability, tension, and it's debilitating for some women. And it can be caused by low levels of serotonin, which, as we know, if our serotonin drops too low, that's why antidepressants work. It it essentially boosts your body's ability to retain serotonin. So there is something that for some women, they really, really suffer and it impacts their body and their moods. So yeah, I mean, I think there can be some realities to women feel worse and 
they are riding the waves of their hormones. Men do not ride the waves of estrogen and progesterone, and they have steady-state testosterone. So Mm -hmm. women don't have steady-state testosterone, and they have it so low that it doesn't stabilize their moods. Men are very blessed to have so much testosterone that they it's an optimism drug. It is like being on a constant antidepressant when you're a male, just mm-hmm. because of your testosterone levels. So I, I think in part, men need to understand there is a physiological issue that is happening to her that is going to impact her emotionally. That That is true. But, you know, I want to go back to those themes, Adam, of yeah. like, why women won't have sex on their period. You know, first of all, they're like, oh my gosh, the sheets are going to get bloody. They're going to get so messy, you know, and that's that's somehow or another bad and awful. By the way, you all know, I hope that hydrogen peroxide gets blood out of anything, you know, like right away. It's perfect. So no problems there. But there is this cultural message to hide menstruation. And I think that, you know, if you... If your partner asks you, you know, hey, do you want to have sex and you're on your period, most women say that they experience this feeling of, no, I don't. And much of it is about their fear that their partner is going to have, be just, you know, uncomfortable. Their partner is going to be grossed out by the blood. Hmm. And I think that that's so sensitive, this private personal thing is happening and the thought of your partner going, ew, that's disgusting. Like, my natural body is disgusting. You know, I got to say, you know, women have semen dripping out of them all day after having sex. They have, you know, there's smells and odors that men bring to the table, too. And sex is messy. All sex. If you're on your period or not, it's messy, kids. It's like, I, I just think, you know, for it's me not, personally. It's, it's not as clean as, movie, as movies like to make it. No. You know, people just have sex and then no. put their clothes back on and go back to work. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, and I think the third point is women feel a negative self-perception. You know, they feel, well, I'm bloated. Oftentimes, it, act, sexual intercourse actually feels different to a woman on her period because her pH balance in her vagina is different. It's less acidic because the blood is coming out, making it more base. And so it, it doesn't feel the same. But also the negative self-perception is really about, well, it's just not pretty. I'm not pretty. I'm bloated. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. And so that perception, you know, says, I don't want to have sex. And then I think even if their partner has never said a word that's negative about them being on their period, they have anticipatory shame, you know, like that their partner is going to be grossed out. Yeah, that their partner is going to be grossed out. And that shame leads them to just say, "Ah, I'm just not going to mess with it. You know, Mm -hmm. just not going to mess with it. Well, wouldn't yeah. it lead their partner to also not initiating sex when they're on their period? Yeah, and their partner doesn't necessarily know. I mean, yeah. I, this is really crazy to me. If I were a guy married to a woman or partnered with a woman and she told me she was on her period, I would put that in my calendar and project ahead 30 days or you know, 28 days, right? The normal cycle is 28 days to 30 days. I mean, I would just want to know. You know yeah. I, I would track it just like she should track it. You know, just so that I kind of know, oh, this is what's going on. And frankly, if I were you, I would treat her like royalty during that anticipatory couple of days. Like, honey, can I get you any of those food cravings, chocolate chip, mint ice cream or chicken soup? Or, you know, you got what do you want, baby? You know, because being tender, right, it's like as if you were taking care of a partner who, for whatever reason, you know, had 
cyclical times of depression or cyclical times of tiredness, right? You know, people who are dealing with, what is it, chronic fatigue syndrome and stuff. You know, being a loving partner, like, take care of them, man. But I think, Lori, though, that it, you know, this is always, it's always a back and forth. And, like, it is so hard for men to understand what is happening with women's bodies. Yeah. Like, even as you're talking about all this, like, it's things that I have knowledge of. Right. But like an un- I, like there's no way I can say I have any kind of understanding about what that's like. But keeping that in my head that that is all going on like in inside of you, like in your body is um, incredibly difficult. Like mm-hmm. and so like not cutting men slack. I'm not saying you, they shouldn't be sensitive or they shouldn't do what you're saying. Like but I also just want to acknowledge like there's some level of understanding that I have to have that I have to reach for there on my as a man my underst- I have to have some empathy I also need my partner to say this is what it is like for me like and sure. be able to hear that um, which I don't when you're talking about like I think the the hiddenness of it breaking that stigma is important because then it's also this type of conversation that we're having now that gives me more understanding mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. It gives me better understanding of what that experience might be like. Uh, and I think um, what you're saying is typical for the yeah. male experience. It feels very mysterious, partly because women are hiding it. Yeah. You know, they feel a little bit ashamed of this, that, you know, I won't be as attractive when I'm on my period. You know, all these things will be going on. So they don't talk about it openly. But I also think, you know, we all got smartphones these days. It's really easy to put a repeat you know, a 30-day repeat and just say, or 28-day repeat. And you can ask your partner, how many days normally is your period? And I think, and I think too, as a, as a, as a man, I have to trust what my female partner says is happening to her. I think a lot of times the men don't trust that. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't believe that it's as severe as what women say that it is. And so I think that that's a, that's cultural thing as well that we have to get over and move past and trust this is your experience. I mean, I have to trust that this is, this is what this is. Right. right? You feel, you look good. You feel like crap. Oh, you know, it's hard to, hard to see that. I mean, I, I know one guy was helping his wife in childbirth and said, you know, oh, it can't hurt that much. (laughs) You know, (laughs) sorry. So does he still have his testicles or (laughs) does she have them in a jar? (laughs) Is that where, where exactly are they? Because I feel like they are not attached to his body any longer. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the same sort of thing with your period. You know, you, you don't necessarily feel very good and it's very, it's hard. It's mysterious, right? I mean, even for me, okay, I will, True confessions here, you know, I, I tell everybody to put on a calendar, but I don't think I put it on my own calendar. So I was always a little surprised, you know, like, oh, it's sneaking up on me. And I had, you know, some irregularity. So then it was a little more mysterious. And I didn't have a lot in my own mind of mood changes. So I, you know, I wasn't tipped off as much. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women, they know five days before their period, they just don't feel like themselves. I think the one thing I did feel you know, especially when I was younger was, it felt like the world was ending. I mean, very frequently, I would go through this day and and nothing felt right. I mean, literally, I would, I would feel like there's nothing to look forward to. The world is ending. Everything is bad. And then I'd start my period and it was like, oh, either that or 
I'm just on my period, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, it, it it's a really different kind of mood thing that you go through almost just a perspective, right? A shadow over your life is, is kind of how I experienced it. But we want to talk with you about getting on the same page sexually. And, and some women in this study that was done, two of them, uh, it, was a, it was a fairly small study, had neutral themes when they answered their questions. And they were kind of like, ah, it's my period, no big deal. You know, they still had sex. It, they just didn't make a big deal about it. It's like they were practical. Mm-hmm. They put down dark towels. You know, yeah, I have to do a little more laundry, no big deal. You know, that, I mean, they were just practical. But what we'd really like women to feel is positive about it, about their own selves, about this process. So let's come back and talk about that in a minute. So we want to remind all of you that we are thankful for the way you've shared the podcast. We continue to grow. It is our greatest honor when you share with a friend the work that we're doing in trying to help people uh, reframe their sexual life in a way that is understandable and not so mysterious so that they can make positive changes and strengthen their marriages and their partnerships. And I think the last thing we'd like to say is both of us are doing intensives. Um, Our summer schedules are getting filled up. So if you would like to work with us, let us know and call our centers. You can find us at foreplayradiosextherapy.com. And if you like what we're doing and want to help support us, we'd love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. Be super helpful for us. So thanks for listening. So we just want to remind you again about our retreat, Love and Sex 360 with Shelley Hummel and Carol Collins and myself and Adam. We are offering private therapy and lecturing, and you can separate those for different price points. Please come and see us. But we also want to talk now about the positive themes that women have about sex on their period. Yeah, definitely want there to be positive themes, right? Because like we talked about, historically, those themes have been very negative um, and which causes a lot of shame and disconnection in partnerships. So yeah. yeah. So what are those positive themes? How do you shift it? Lori? So some women grow up and kind of have an acceptance of their bodies and of this process. And much of that comes from their parents, uh, both mother and father, like mother who kind of takes them out for a celebration and says, you know, you know, prepares them well, this is what's going to happen to you. This is where your supplies are. Uh, This is how you're going to feel. We're going to celebrate you becoming a woman. Their fathers who maybe, you know, send flowers and say, you know, you know, you're a young woman now. I'm so proud of you. Not necessarily always getting into the whole graphic details of it, but a father sort of sending a very positive message of, approval, joy in his young daughter's emergence into womanhood can be really positive. And I mean, certainly being the dad who says, hey, does anybody need any supplies, you know, for your period? Can I can I pick them up? I'm going to the store. You know, just making it really natural helps your daughters, helps it seem integrated into health. And this is who we are. And and that sense of dad's not afraid about it is good. And And some awareness about, you know, because, Adam, you're going to have three women in your household who are on their periods. Yeah. Uh, You don't have to remind me of that. I'm very, very aware (laughs) of what is happening. But one of the positive things that women feel about their periods and sexuality is that there there is actually more pleasure than at other times of the month. 
they can have their most intense orgasms. Yeah, what's the what's the reasoning for that? Is there a, yeah, what's the science behind physiologically, that? Physiologically, um, we think that it basically has to do with this same sense of bloating. Is women are bloated because their their uterus and their cervix get heavier with blood flow, and so when they orgasm, they feel more with the contraction, so it can mm-hmm. be more intense. And some women really like sex on their period uh, because it feels it's more lubricated. Yeah. So it feels good to them. The pH thing doesn't bother them. You appreciate what? I appreciate your hand motions to illustrate what you were talking about there. (laughs) I wish y'all could have seen those hand motions. It really brought the whole thing to life. I very deeply appreciate that, Lori. You know, I I think, too, women feel better when their partner accepts this as very natural part of life you know, part of the human experience, right? I mean, you know, some people have like bathroom hygiene. They they do it behind the door shut. Thank you very much. But other people, they're wide open. And, you know, I just think, you know, I think the difficulty with being part animal is that we have bodies, you know, making love, we sweat, you know, our blood pressure raises, our pulse speeds up. You know, it's messy. Some sort of acceptance of the body with joy, mm-hmm. you know, really helps us feel better about who we are. And then as we feel better about who we are, we more we offer more of ourselves with uh, lack of inhibition. So. Yeah, I mean, anything that can take the shame out of it, right? And part of that, sh- the part of reduction of shame is having another person that you care about accept what is going on. And so I, I can very much see that the more that your partner is just okay with it and just feels like it's natural, it's normal, that a lot of that shame is going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the shame is dissipating, we see. Actually, there was a study done in 2009 and young women, college women, a third of them engaged in sex when they were on their periods without any sense of disgust or inhibition. But another third of them exhibited high disgust Mm. and would not do that. So they're kind of polarized still, but at least there is some growing body of young women who accept it as natural. And some of that we think is particularly related, as we said, to the mother who transmits a positive attitude. When Mm. I was growing up, women my mother's age called it the curse. Oh, you got the curse. I'm like, what what a mess. I, I really always have felt positive about it. I mean, I had cramps and stuff and I didn't suffer a whole lot so maybe I was you know I'm in the exception but I mean it was just no big deal and I have a male friend we all gather once a week and every once in a while I say oh I'm on my period I don't feel very good and he was like TMI TMI I mean like why is that so much why is that information so secret and too much did did you do any hand motions when you were discussing this with him maybe that was what tipped him off with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just I'm just curious. No, I agree. With, I agree with you. It shouldn't be like that. Part of it should not be TMI. Like it should. That should be something you could share, right? right? I mean, that's just something that's happening. Yeah, that happening to you. you right? know, if yeah. they said to me, you know, <laughs> I can take a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they said to you what? what? I was thinking if they said to me, you know, I feel terrible, I'm constipated, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose most people wouldn't talk about that either. Probably but, not. But Especially... maybe if they just said, you know, I feel better, I, you know, sprained my back at the mm-hmm. gym or, I mean, so what? Yeah. You know, I have a cold or 
I'm sorry, there's like snot all over. I, you know, I, I had a doctor recently tell me something about his wife and constipation. He was like, yeah, my wife, she's been eating celery every night, you know, to get rid of constipation. It makes her regular. He goes, oh, oh, maybe that's too much information. And I'm like, uh, dude, I'm a sex therapist. There is very little <laughs> you can say about the body that is going to freak me out. Well, Lori, I, before we run out of time, you've got some practical tips that I think are really important. Okay. Um, First of all, to. to remember, you can get pregnant when you're on your period. Some of it, you know, probably depends on the day of your period that you have sex, but sperm can last for quite a while. So don't think it's an automatic birth control time. Yeah. Um, also, just girlfriend, you got to hear me. You are clean. This this blood that comes out is actually clean. There's nothing dirty about it. You know, basic hygiene you know, changing your pads, using a tampon, taking regular showers, that's going to keep you clean. Don't worry about having sex when you're on your period as like somehow or another the blood is dirty. It's not. It's it's fine. You know, oral sex is still possible on your period. Some guys, Adam just had a look on his face. Some guys are totally don't care at all. But you know what? You can use a tampon. That's always possible, or they call it like a menstruation cup. You can use that. That's totally great. Um, sometimes the missionary position is not as good for her because her cervix is heavier and then lower, and so it can be hit. Um, so, so okay, you're freaking out over here, Adam. What do you? Oh, no, I'm not. I honestly am not freaking out. You're reading, you're reading too much. Maybe I should. I'll use. Hand motions. Uh, this is like to show how <laughs> excited I am about okay. this conversation. Okay. It's my favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good information. I'm going to be more positive, more accepting, even more so. So yeah. it's good. I'm not, I am not freaking out. I promise. And I think in terms of, uh, I did read The Red Tent, which is about the Israelites who in the desert set up a tent for women who were menstruating. And kind of the whole idea that the men thought was that they were set aside because they were unclean. But the women actually, you know, peeled grapes, fanned, bathed, nurtured these women in the red tent. So it was actually this wonderful experience of being cared for. And I would say to us women, you know, when we're on our period, we should set aside rituals of self-care. Yeah. You know, take time and plan for a massage, you know, during that week. Go ahead and take long baths. Take a little extra rest. Go to bed earlier so that you have, you know, everything that you can to be at your reserves. Think about planning really nutritious meals for yourself. Yeah, and see, I think that's where men can get behind a, a, that. That to me makes so much sense for that self care to be there, and that's what I would put in my phone, like mm -hmm. reserving, setting up the massage appointment. Uh, making sure to take care of the kids so that she can go to bed early. Like yeah. those those types of things I think are where like, and men a lot of times need to know where they need to step in. And I think that to me is one of the ways of helping support that self-care during that time I think would right. be beneficial. And I would say the most important thing for a woman uh, regarding sexuality and her period is lean in to those sexual feelings. Try to be in touch with the fact that Actually, like the day before your period is a very peak sexual moment. I mean, we know that during ovulation, during a woman's cycle at ovulation, she also has a peak of sexual desire. But actually, right before her period is a huge turn on simply because of the heaviness. And I think, you know, women are so freaked out by their body gaining two or three pounds when they're on their period 
It's like, you know what, this is like, this is the blessing. This is the counter blessing. You know, yeah, maybe you feel bloated and that feels a little uncomfortable. But girlfriend, your orgasm is going to be great. So go for that. Awesome. Well, and completely unrelated, I'm going to go lift a bunch of weights and watch a bunch of sports after this. (laughs) Unrelated. Okay, unrelated. <laughs> Just to feel manly after this conversation, right? Right, totally. All about women. I, yeah, I'm interested to see how men feel about this conversation. Yeah, let us let us know what you think, and thanks for listening. You can now call in your questions to the Four Play Question voicemail. Dial eight three three my four play. That's eight three three the number four play, and we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Four Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends, and please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.